Hey, I'm JR from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast, exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world, and beer. Lots of beer. 18 Over Par is proudly presented by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Pulling up to the clubhouse in a ride that looks half as good as your golf attire just isn't cutting it. It's time to improve your ride and your drive. You can purchase a new or used vehicle from Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park and the former Manitoba Amateur Champ will take you for a round at Breezy Bend. So now pulling up to the clubhouse won't be so damn embarrassing and neither will your golf game. You can book your test drive today at winnipegdodge.com. Just ask for Jamie Wilkie. You can also check him out on episode two of the 18 Over Par podcast. He'll certainly be happy to see you. You can also find them on social media, so make sure you improve your ride and your drive, and the only place to do that, the new Winnipeg Dodge. They're different. You can check them out, winnipegdodge.com. JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. Suck, you Welcome to 18 Over Bar with Mike and JR, proudly driven by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we welcome Noel Nago of Pine Ridge. He's a former University of Manitoba Bison golfer, a Manitoba amateur regular, and he golfs damn near every day. He's also a former MLA candidate. When he's not golfing, you can find him at IG Wealth Management. Super pumped to bring this guy on, Noel Nago of Pine Ridge. He joins 18 over par, and as always, it's driven by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. He is a former amateur champ, is Jamie Wilkie, so you can go see him down at the dealership. Get yourself a new ride. I'm pretty sure they're still open, even with these new uh, regulations that the government has, uh, public health orders that the government has pressed upon us uh, as well. You're going to get yourself a DQ cake from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs, 8-inch custom cake, DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road, which is right by Noel's residence. So that's very, very convenient. You can check out DQ Manitoba on Instagram. That's their handle, at DQ Manitoba. All right, so new restrictions uh, are in place uh, for everyone in Manitoba, and that includes golfing. You can only golf with those from your household. So you've been trying to get in a lot of golf before this, haven't you? This is the most golf I've ever played in my entire life. So like we were saying earlier, I think I put 35 rounds in onto my golf calendar app, but there's probably a little bit more because of Southside. Went to Southside March 18th when it opened, played oh, yeah. like 25 or 26 holes that first day. My feet were bleeding, <laughs> but uh, it was perfect that day. And then we played Southside probably five more times before anything else opened. Played John Bloomberg the first day. That was yeah. always, a, always a treat to put on those greens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was out there on the Saturday, I think, after the Friday it had opened up. But uh, yeah, it was, it was great to get out to John Bloomberg there. But uh, I think I got 10 rounds in myself so far, which is probably a record for me by you know, what are we mid, uh, mid may here. So it's, it's been a good season so far. 
David, you, you mentioned that uh, there's always an easy chance to pick up a game at, at Pine Ridge. I guess the membership, uh, they got some younger oh, guys there now? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I've been to Pine Ridge for about five years. Uh, funny story here. Peter Takas, if you know that name, probably Winnipeg knows that name now. Yeah, Peter Takas was a, a very good golfer growing up. So I grew, grew oh. up with him. So I grew up in Selkirk, Manitoba. Uh, he grew up in Transcona and we played a lot of junior golf together called um, the Maple Leaf Golf Tour. MGT, oh, yeah. I guess it was called. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he said, well, at Pine Ridge, junior membership is $250. So we went there when I was yeah, 15 and we meet halfway. So he went from Transcona, I went from Selkirk and we and our parents would drive us out there that first year because we were 15. And they had less than 10, 15 junior members, roughly. Mm. And then now this year, they capped the membership, I think. I don't even know. There's tons of juniors out there because they're not in school. And this year, uh, it's so hard to find a tee time. Back in the day, you could just go there after work and golf and do play easily, get in 18 holes after work. But this year, uh, very different because of COVID, obviously. Yeah. I'm sure you guys see it as Cinnaboyne at any other golf course. It's so busy, but... Remote learning on the round, golf course is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take I'm the booking, classroom to the course. I'm yeah. booking tea times a week out regardless, just being like, okay, I think I'll be free this night. And then just trying to get a foursome together. And, uh, no, it's good. Good for the game, obviously. Yeah. Well, I'm sure then you've seen the uptick in people taking advantage of golf during the, the COVID restrictions, but have you also seen competitive golf taking an uptick, whether it be uh, in the amateur, or any of those competitive tournaments from my understanding this year they were going to have qualifiers for the match play wow. in the mid am this year it was the first time in a while since they'd actually have qualifiers before you could just sign up and show up right mm -hmm. but uh i'm pretty sure they're gonna have qualifiers this year last year they didn't um but i'm sure there's going to be a lot of juniors coming up that are very good i'm pretty sure i golf with this kid uh adam adam bogue eddie ed bogue i think it's an old gm or a, a pro from Transcona. I think one of his sons or nephews, he couldn't be older than 14. Can't be older than 14 because he's tiny. And then he came in saying he played pretty good, shot two under from the whites at Pine Ridge. Oh, wow. I, was, I was giggling. I was like, that's unbelievable. He's like, I golf every day. Golf probably 36 a day. They golf 36 a day because that's the only way they can hang out with their friends. Right. And they don't go to school. So I'm like, <laughs> these kids probably coming up in 10 years are going to be unbelievable for Manitoba for sure. Cause there's nothing else to do. Same with what Brian Munn said on your podcast, like just there's nothing else to do. Right. So mm -hmm. kids are starting to golf and just to hang out with their friends. And there's so many easy rounds to be picked up with your friends. So yeah. Now a lot of single people will be, be going out uh, yeah. playing as you have yeah. his only, only one household. So you're going to have yeah. uh Four Same juniors and they're going to have tea time, tea time, tea time, tea time, yeah. one after another. And yeah. that's about it. <laughs> did, did they say anything from Assiniboine? Did they release a statement yet or anything? Yep. Or yeah, that's, still kind of working yeah, that's been out. Everyone's been out. I'm sure um, and there'll be a golf by the time this podcast airs. There'll be a, a mention out from Golf Manitoba. Yeah. But uh, that was kind of the the emphasis of the new public health order was no matter what you're doing outside it, you have to do it with people in your household. So you can't have anyone else. Outside your household. So they're not like shutting down tea times, I guess in this, in a one for nope. this weekend. Oh. No, no, no. I think it's still golf. Um, not as usual, but golf mm -hmm. get out there. If you're, you know, the only person in your household, yeah. Or you, you're or you could golf, make some golf. lease agreements. I guess that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> golf with your uh, wife or significant other. Well, uh, I, we, I did. See, I did see that Rossmere actually is closing for the weekend, and then okay, yeah. they're going to be back open on Tuesday. But um, we'll figure. Yeah, it out. I, th I think I was just at Pine Ridge talking to the guys in the shop, and they might. They might just to close it down for this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, maybe. I don't know if that's a plan because you can't. I guess you could have the households come out, but then people would not be too happy with that. But again, I don't know what they're going to do. They didn't release anything yet, so they'll, they'll figure out 
I guess tomorrow, but well, Mike does have a laminator. So we were going back and yeah. forth in the group chat saying, Hey, we can yeah. just forge some licenses say, or lease yeah. agreements. Yeah. And say we're from this, from the same household. So we yeah, can play together. Is working too, right? In the shop. <laughs> yeah. If it's a kid working, it doesn't give a shit. I'm sure it'd be yeah, fine. Cool. Well, you can close it down, but you can still get out there and golf, right? You can still yeah. jump fences. You're not going to stop yeah. people from doing yeah. that. People are that hungry to, oh, uh, yeah. to get out and play, which, uh, it, it certainly seems like they are as, you know, with the tea times being, as Mike was saying, you still got to book like a week out to get pretty much yeah. on anywhere, yeah. uh, which I mean, is a good sign for golf. As you mentioned, a good sign for the juniors, some of them coming up, uh, and we'll touch on uh, another gentleman who was on our, our podcast, Colin Abgrill. You've been putting in some work with him this year, haven't you? Uh, he just gave me a quick lesson at the golf dome earlier this year. Um, more of inside a hundred yards, definitely mm-hmm. those feel shots gave me that go-to shot using more of bounce of the club. I thought that helped a lot. He, he, he talked to me for less than 15 minutes of the golf dome, pretty much a high and by cause he was talking to everyone there <laughs> that helped. So that helped so much. Like he's so knowledgeable, uh, no free ads, but go to golf tech for sure. Yeah. But I'm sure you guys, I seen some Instagram videos of your swing and he probably helped you within 30 minutes of understanding yeah. what it means to hit it left or right. And to self-correct yourself on the golf course, which is, that's a huge ability to have instead of just walking up and hitting it nowhere to go. So, well, the next Definitely day we, we played, uh, we played Glendale and there was a lot going on in both of our heads. So, yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Colin, but he, he did, he did a little short game uh, thing with, uh, with myself as well. And yeah, just, uh, the way he thinks about the game and makes you think about the game, uh, is, is quite impressive. And I've been taking stuff from him, taking stuff from Sandy, as well as Pete Moore, who we also had on the podcast. And we're, we're just trying to get better. We're trying to get better. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to get some secondhand tips from Jordan that he got from Colwyn. Uh, uh, I mean, no, I was in the, uh, in the booth there at golf tech with Colwyn as well. And yeah, in, in a matter of 15 minutes, he had me uh, hitting them pretty pure. Now the next morning, uh, you know, I, I, I got, a, I forgot what he had taught me, but I have it written down. So, uh, I got my, uh, cheat notes in my bag and I got to get to the range and, and work on it. But, uh, yeah, certainly, uh, helpful for me. Too much Glenn Lager in the bag beforehand. That's what, we, that's what the deal was on that. Um, but for you, Noel, when did you get into golf? Did you get into golf uh, at a pretty young age or was there anyone that kind of drove you to get into golf? So funny story. My parents don't even know like what golf was. They didn't (laughs) play it at all. Uh, I started playing hockey at about 10 years old in Selkirk, Selkirk, Manitoba. Bunch of buddies had junior memberships in Selkirk. They said, come golfing. My parents didn't even buy me a membership that year. They said, ah, probably passing fancy, just (laughs) playing a couple rounds, whatever. I think my mom paid for every round separately. So I should have got a membership because the membership couldn't have been more than $300 that year at soccer. <laughs> so since that day at 10 years old, had a lot of young guys from the hockey team to play with and got addicted ever since. And those have been my summers. And then around 10, oh, 13 years old, I started getting pretty good at it. And my parents would drive me to like the little opens in Carmen and Killarney. Well, not Clarny one time I was pretty far more than Winkler all the one day two day events and I started competing in the MJT yeah around 13 years old so that's kind of how I got into golf Uh, still to this day my parents would watch when I was a kid and they still didn't really know they knew if you shot in like the 70s was good anything in the 80s is like kind of bad (laughs) but that's kind of how it worked they didn't know anything else about golf moving forward though but that's kind of how I got into it. Did you play in any amateurs uh, when you're still a junior, or did that only happen uh, uh, after I you? I might have. Yeah. I might have qualified when I was like maybe 16 or 17 if I was lucky. That's when I started getting pretty pretty good at golf, but I don't think I played in too many amateurs as a junior. Okay. How did you uh, end up on the the U of M team? Again, that's some. Maple Leaf Junior Tour. Mm. Garth Goodbrands and the ex uh, Bison coach. He's retired now. He used to run the junior program, so he pretty much watched me grow up competing at golf from 13 onward. And then after around 17, uh, he 
they ask you if you're going to the States or not. If you're not going to the States, they'll definitely offer you a spot on the team. Uh, and then for keeping good Manitoba golfers in Manitoba without spending a ridiculous amount of money to go down to the States. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's kind of how I got onto the U of M golf team. How does the university golf differ then from, I guess, any other competitive tournaments? Is it match play? Is it stroke play? Is it team play? Is it a bit of everything? Uh, it's the best. It's usually a two day tournament. So we drive down to Fargo or North Dakota, somewhere, somewhere within driving distance. We'd sometimes go to Victoria and things like that, but they would have, you'd have a five person team. So we'd have an A and B squad, the A squad would be the top five players. And then the B squad would be the other five players. And they take the best four scores out of each day and calculate it like that. Mm. How many other, uh, how many other colleges or universities would be in this tournament? So it'd be like more invitationals for some of them, but we play more in again, North Dakota places that you can drive down to. Right. Uh, Like St. Cloud. We played against, I think NDSU sometimes. I don't know. Even schools, all the schools, something like the farthest we would Uh, go driving is probably like 12 or 14 hours. Yeah. So you guys would all just pile in the station pile wagon. In the van, pile in the van and rip down there. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. And I was looking at the schedule of uh, one of the years there and it was like, like you said, it was like Bismarck. And then like two days later, it was like North Dakota, Minneapolis, and then Iowa. Were yeah. you guys all playing in these like tournaments back to back to back? Like, it was, it was awesome. like pretty much every week, every weekend we'd go down in September, wow. which was so awesome. And yeah. we'd eat out, we'd eat so bad. I remember like gaining easily 15 pounds. Like we'd just eat yeah. McDonald's, live off hot dogs and granola bars and just play yeah. 36 holes. Uh, some, some of those were 36 holes the first day and then 18 the next. So we were destroyed too. Right. But no, it was some of the best times of my life for sure. Golfing and eating with my friends. Like you never, you don't realize how much that fun that is until COVID, COVID happens. Yeah. Right? Can't see anyone, and, so. uh, and eating in the U S is always fun because they have all these in, uh, interesting restaurants that you don't have in, oh, in yeah. Canada. Uh, that was one of the interesting things I, I had saw, seen that uh, you're competing against a lot of U S uh, teams, you know, colleges and universities, but I guess geographically, if I can get into my geography as I <laughs> had messed up last episode <laughs> on some of that, but, uh, you know, you're close, closer to Minneapolis than obviously Toronto or, you know, Regina's four or five hours away, but it makes more sense, I guess, uh, cost wise for you guys to go South than East to West throughout Canada. But, um, yeah, do you we guys would go east. We would go east for like, uh, like a CIS championship. So we'd do that. The Golf Canada would throw, uh, I guess would be university nationals, I guess it would be called. Right. We'd have all the universities all over Canada go to somewhere in Canada and play, which was pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I saw a 2016 uh, Canadian University Championship in Victoria. <laughs> yeah, I had a rough go there. <laughs> I wish I had some of my teammates to talk to me. So I played arguably the worst golf I could play in my life there. Oh, no. The funniest thing was these, this course was called Morningstar in Victoria, and it was unbelievable. It was tight. Uh, you had to hit the ball far. You had to putt and chip great. And the best part was I hit the ball off the tee. Like I felt like a 20 handicap. I couldn't keep it in play, but then uh, somehow I'd make like a 40 footer for double bogey. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I remember coming off the, off the green there and we were just laughing and well, it looked like you played pretty good. I'm like, no, I actually played terrible. I just put and chipped real good. Cause the guy in front of me was saying, Oh no, it must be going low. Cause he's making like these 40 foot snakes that had no business going in. I was like, Oh, that's for double. <laughs> like, oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> that sounds yeah, like yeah. Uh, our our games because usually yeah. we'll have one thing working and everything else will not work yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah i would love to go play there again for sure just for fun that place was unbelievable and we played i think yeah we played four rounds there and it was a more we have morning star in victoria and i think i don't know if we made the cut there so maybe three rounds but uh 
BC has some different golf courses for sure. I don't know if you, mm-hmm. you guys talk about traveling a lot and going mm-hmm. golfing to other places, but like sure. even golf in Canada, there's some courses that are absolutely hidden gems for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who would be the team to beat in the uh, CIS, you know, the, the Canadian university, usually, usually BC. Cause they golf all year round. I, I remember back when I was in school there, UBC had a dynasty. I think pretty sure all of their five, the, all of their five guys on that first team there definitely, I think turned pro and tried to chase the dream. You might be able to find some of their names on the, the outlaw tour right now. Uh, UBC, Simon Fraser, all those guys that can golf you all year round. Then after just, Obviously, Ontario has per capita probably one of the better golfers, even though they don't golf much. Right. Um, but you, back in my day, it was UBC for sure. Yeah. They, they they would go down to D1 tournaments down in California and compete against, like, oh. I'm pretty sure, like UCLA and those big, big school, Pac 12 schools. So when, I don't know uh, what it is now, but. When you guys, uh, when you guys had a big win after a tournament, did you come back to the U of M campus and they threw you a parade and a, <laughs> and a, and a big keg party? Uh, or I wish they did. That, <laughs> that is total opposite of what people actually think. There was a, there was a stretch there. You probably can find it online where we won like out of the, f- in September, like four out of seven tournaments. Wow. In the States, like we won like pretty much every tournament. We were playing against division three teams, but we were we had a good squad that year. Uh and they actually didn't invite us back because we won a couple <laughs> tournaments. It's a, it's a tournament oh, called wow. Casino Falls. It was in <laughs> Iowa. And I don't think they re- like we won it three years in a row and they didn't invite us back. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But yeah, U of M technically doesn't even recognize the golf team as a a team at U of M we are actually fully funded. We have to f- uh, fully fundraise ourselves. Uh, back in the day when Garth Goodbranson wanted a, a team back in the early two thousands, he went to one of the directors and asked them for money. And they said, no, but you can have a team. Oh, so we'd have to, we'd actually have to fundraise all of that. And it's probably still to this day. Uh, a lot of people don't even know that university of Manitoba has a golf team. Yeah. Did you have to do a lot of bake sales to fundraise? We did a lot of golf tournaments, (laughs) (laughs) a lot of golf tournaments, a lot of donations and stuff like that. So we kept it afloat. Um, But the first years, there's always stories from the older guys saying they used to jump in their own car where didn't even have bison apparel. They would wear normal golf shirts and drive down there, play golf and drive back up to Canada to sleep because they couldn't afford a hotel and then wake up in the morning and drive back down, like something ridiculous like that. So uh, that was back when Derek Ingram and Garth Branson started the team, but obviously they came a long way since then. (laughs) So shout out to them for starting it up, but... That's impressive. Yeah, I never knew anything no, it is, about that. Yeah, a lot story. of people don't know that. It's just crazy. And when we won nationals in 2014, I wasn't part of the team. I was cut. I wasn't that good. I, was, I guess I was like the sixth or seventh man. I was. I didn't make the first squad that year. But uh, the women also won the volleyball nationals. They got so much coverage for that when mm-hmm. they won CIS uh, nationals, and the men won it also. And I remember we went to the. This was the pep rally for Bisons, and it was a huge party for the women's volleyball. And then they just, at the end, just kind of tossed our name in there. We also won nationals. <laughs> oh, no. And we were laughing, and it was hilarious. And right. again, yeah, still to this day, I'm sure a lot of people don't even know U of M has a golf team. It's, it's pretty comical, actually. When did you start uh, really climbing up the leaderboard at the Manitoba Amateur? Because there was one year where you qualified for the Canadians. So can you take us uh, through that time? Where what, what did you end up finishing? Was it top three? Is that what it was? Uh, I was? I think I was seventh, seventh that year. I missed the Bantine Cup. I was actually oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that year, I don't know. That was the most, that was the year where, uh, yeah, I graduated that year, 2018, so 2017, October 2017. So I was trying to line up a job still, uh, still working at an investors group, but I was between jobs. So I golfed a lot that year. <laughs> and uh, my buddies that lived on, in St. James there, they got a membership at Glendale. <laughs> so I played a lot at Glendale. So yeah, I just played, a, that's probably played every day with them at Glendale and Pine Ridge. So that was awesome. Uh, but again, those two two days at Corey Oaks, I just played well. 
shot under par one day. And it's so funny because I really thought I was, I was going to make the Valentine Cup team that year because I played at least... 20 plus rounds that year at Glendale in the last two days of the amateur were at Glendale. So I, I thought I could put two scores together, but mm. it just didn't happen. Mm. So then it was that the same year that you went to the Canadian yeah, amateur? Yeah, the okay. same year, yeah. So yeah. What, what was that experience like? Oh, it was unbelievable. Uh, Canadian amateur, they definitely, they, I definitely felt like I was actually a real golfer there. They actually had like ropes off. They had like for only players and coaches. Uh, the full buffet was nice. Um, Perfect. Yeah, like Perfect. it was. I actually <laughs> felt like a, go- a golfer in my day, but not compared to like Colin when going to U.S. amateur. That's totally different. But that's probably the highest level of golf I've yeah. played for sure. I only went there once, but. Last year I was supposed to be at the Glencoe and I really wanted to play it in that, but Golf Canada events are obviously suspended for interprovincial travel, but no, there's, you people don't understand there's levels to golf, obviously. Like I, I consider myself a good golfer going to Canadian national, like those guys, I'd say the top 100 of those guys, they turn pro the next year and try to chase the dream. Wow. Um, unbelievable, really. Well, I was curious. Uh, so does Manitoba, there's usually like four people from Manitoba that gets they entered into give this? I think four, four to seven events because we, we haven't been making the cut lately, but I think one of our buddies, Austin from Brandon, he made the cut once or twice and someone else made the cut once or twice. So we, I think our spots went up to like 10 to 15, which is huge oh. for Manitoba <laughs> for spots for the Canadian amateur. Cause yeah, you go to Ontario, if you finish in like the top 40 in, in Ontario or like BC, they'll send you straight to the Canadian amateur. Not, not the case for Manitoba. Cause again, we don't have that many golfers per capita, right. but right. Uh, slowly getting better. Hopefully in the future with all these good juniors, we'll have more guys competing for sure. Um, yeah. And then obviously everyone just competes individually, not as, not as a team at all. Yeah. Is unless it, you're on the Banneton to Banneton cup, okay. the top three in your province represent each province and they have their own little thing. Right. But, and then uh, they, they compete for that Banneton cup. Okay. Wow. I think it's a Banneton. I don't know if it's called Banneton cup, but uh, we have the Banneton team, which is a top three, oh, in Manitoba, but they, it's, uh, it's just a provincial thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I remember reading about the name of it. It started with a W. W. Wellington Cup, sorry. There you That's go. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah. I was going to try and remember it off the top of my head, but I didn't want to butcher it. <laughs> but. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Way to, okay. way to hold yourself off on that one. Uh, so, yeah. now, so now you're at Pine Ridge. Uh, is there any friendly competition still, or maybe not so friendly competition with Elmhurst and Pine Ridge? Oh, we have the, we always beak each other. Like I have a lot of ex U of M guys that play at Elmhurst. Like I've played Elmhurst probably three or four times this year. Shout out to Dave letting me on and Matt letting me on. But we always chirp that Elmhurst is harder tee to green for sure. And then Pine Ridge is around the greens are much harder. So that's kind of how we distinguish the two. And we always say Pine Ridge is in better condition than Elmhurst, even though it's across the street, but that could be a myth depending what day and who you talk to. But that's kind of the only beef we have really regarding Pine Ridge and Elmhurst. Um, but at the end of the day, we have, I'm sure if any member at Pine Ridge went to Elmhurst, they'd let them on and vice versa. Nice. Okay. Well, that's good to still hear that that's, rivalry is is alive and well because i remember when yeah. i was growing up yeah there was always that elmhurst versus pine ridge and you would hear i mean i'm sure there were some you know stories that were out there that maybe weren't so true maybe there were urban legends i don't know but there was a, there was some good stories so glad to hear that that's still uh g- going on and and around uh, and then so now you you say you're at investors group but there's also a year when you ran for mla for the for, for the manitoba <laughs> so actually, government so how yeah, did that work absolutely. out so my buddy, he was uh, heavily involved with the Liberal Party back in the day there. Uh, so I worked at Investors Group, which is downtown. So I was parking at the Liberal office on Broadway. <laughs> nice. So I was parking there for free, saving money, walking 15 minutes a day. And 
he pulls me into the office one day. He's like, you got to come in here. I'm like, oh shit, am I getting I to pay for the parking spot now? Or like, <laughs> what, what do I have to do? I want to keep this parking spot. He's like, just sign a bunch of these forms. We're going to run you as a paper candidate. I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? He's like, well, we'll put you, we have to represent uh, the party in this, I guess it was like, I don't even know what area it was. Uh, north, it was north of Winnipeg. Yeah, it was yeah. Red River North. Red River North, yeah. So I put my name in there. And uh, it's so funny because it's near Selkirk, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> I have people, on the election day, my face came up there and people were texting me. Like, I didn't tell anyone about this, right? <laughs> people were losing their minds. Like, I didn't know you're running. I voted for you. Uh, you got like 700 votes. Da, 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 da. And P- uh, my phone was buzzing for the past three days after that. It was hilarious. Um, and then people around the investors group were so happy that saying, oh, young people like you should run for parliament. We need to make a change in society, stuff like that. I was like, this is hilarious. I just wanted a parking but, spot. Yeah, I just wanted a parking spot like <laughs> I, I didn't pay a cent for a parking spot but well, after hanging good. around that liberal office pretty uh, after a while I was like to me after seeing what Palish is doing and things like that definitely maybe in the future would like to run maybe try to make yeah. a change but yeah it was pretty funny how <laughs> my buddy just said sign a bunch of these papers and take it from there yeah well, for sure i was gonna i was gonna ask you about you know how did you run your campaign your campaign yeah. Oh, yeah. and like, it's a whole what your world. strategy was but it yeah. sounded like your strategy was was not to run a campaign and yeah. uh but you still got 700 plus votes so that's yeah, pretty just, good just for rave uh, just for being a liberal is pretty funny yeah and it's crazy because i had so many emails for like the prior months uh, leading up to that saying, oh, you have to like speak in front of a camera, debate with some other people. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you actually have to do that? or, or No, like, I didn't have okay. to do that. There, there was emails and I was like, this is, I'm just delete. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. Do you still have that parking spot though? Uh, I did have it until I got sent home in uh, March of last year, for sure. So hopefully if we ever go back to work, probably not soon anyways, <laughs> if we ever go back to work, hopefully I'll have that parking spot. And, and by cash. then, uh, by then they might be uh, a re-election. Yeah, so. I might, I might be in, I might be in parliament. Who knows, right? Like for all the people giving Pallister beef right now, it might be good to be a liberal. <laughs> so, for sure. I don't, I don't know. We'll see what happens. So uh, we've had uh, probably by the time this this show airs, the PGA Championship uh, will have concluded. Um, but are, are you a guy that watches golf religiously? I wouldn't say religiously. No, I, I actually I'm total opposite. I, I work. For, I watch a screen eight hours a day for work. Right. So anytime <laughs> I can get away from the screen, I'll be golfing on the golf course. But I follow golf, obviously, like everyone else. Uh, well, yeah, your picks were pretty much like what on your last episode was Rory. Uh, who else was uh, all, all the big names. Rory, all Yeah, the, Rory. The there names. was there was DJ. I think John um, Rom was up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, we, were, we we look around. <laughs> <laughs> we were pretty hot and heavy on Corey Connors, obviously. Yeah. Oh, I got a great story for Corey Connors yeah. here. Um, I actually played with Corey Connors in 2015 at Pine Ridge. Wow. Uh, because of Derek Ingram. He's a head mm-hmm. coach now mm-hmm. of the Canada uh, professional squad there. So he's a head, he was a head pro at Elmhurst. And Corey, uh, Corey Connors came to Pine Ridge in 2015. Uh, I guess that's after he came second runner up in the U.S. amateur, I'm pretty sure, because he got a spot in the Masters that year. And I think he was still an amateur trying to play the Players' Cup. And he came and played a practice round with me, Travis Redberg, Derek Ingram, and him. And it, he doesn't talk at all. <laughs> um, and it, it was funny because it was we I we didn't even mean to play with him that day. Me and Travis, Selkirk boys, we played eighteen holes that day, and we were just sitting downstairs, like probably resting. It was really hot that day. And Derek Ingram strolls up to the parking lot. Hey, boys, you want to play? I'm like, sure. He's like, yeah, I got a buddy named Corey Connors. I'm like, oh. I kind of know that name. Like he's pretty good at golf. He's not as big of a star as he is now. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And uh, I think he shot bogey free 67. I think that day, oh my 68 gosh. was, wow. And, 
I've never seen anyone hit the ball as solid as he did in my entire life. So, <laughs> so I really want difference. him to win. I would really love to see him win a major. Yeah. It's really unbelievable to say that I've played with a major winner, even what a PGA you, uh, Tour winner, right? Yeah. So, what did you What did you shoot that day? Oh, I think it was terrible. I remember it was just seven the first hole. I was like chunking around. <laughs> oh, yeah. Played good for like the middle. Got tired at the back. Airmailed a couple of greens, but... Uh, I've never seen someone hit the middle of the face so much and hit it dead straight every time. It was really unbelievable. And yeah, I think Corey Connors is probably the, one of the best ball strikers on tour currently. Yeah. If he has, if his putter gets hot, he has a chance to win. Right. So uh, hopefully Corey Connors can pull off another major. He's probably our best hope at a major right now, for sure. That'd be sick to see uh, a lot of deep bunkers. Uh, there. So at the PGA championship, you have to hit the ball straight. That's why Rory's a favorite, right? So that's, yeah. that's my knowledge. I, I, again, I don't know too much, but yeah, definitely. And, and I don't know how uh, in tune you are with the leaderboard after day one, since yeah. we are on uh, Thursday, the uh, 20th here, but Corey Connors, the sole leader uh, at minus five. And then I think, uh, there's a few guys in second at minus three, if I if I remember correctly. But uh, uh, Morikawa, one of those guys we had mentioned uh, in the uh, gambling uh, episode as well. So uh, so uh, we got a couple guys up there. We're not just throwing out nonsense like our CT <laughs> pan gap there. But, yeah, for the uh, Masters, yeah. Sorry, CT. We may have jinxed you on that one. Yeah, but uh, Awok, he, he knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. Was there anything that you took from Corey Connors game from watching him that you're like, Hmm, maybe I should try not talking during an entire round of golf. <laughs> never. Yeah. Ne- yeah. Don't talk, I guess. Never talk. Like I'm trying to ask him questions about playing in the masters, right? He played with Mike Weir. I think the first year mm. I'm trying to ask him questions. He says, he just says the common sense stuff. Like greens are unbelievable. Sometimes you to chip out backwards from a bunker to get a better lie. Um, Mike Weir didn't play that well. Uh, just really standard stuff. Like he's doesn't like to talk for sure. I could doesn't like to talk at all. Uh, another thing I took from him is he hits the ball so straight. It's unbelievable. That's what I, that's what I see. Like it doesn't have any curve to it. Just dead straight net, like almost maybe misses a fairway by like a few feet. That's what it felt like at Pine Ridge. So wow. other than that, the boringest golf you'll ever play. Like fairway green, fairway green, fairway green. <laughs> Maybe make it on putt. Um, Score well. It seems to work. <laughs> not rocket science. Just hit every green. It's not hard, right? Yeah. And <laughs> how, how easy is the par hole, right? So that's what it is. Well, I, I find I can relate to Corey there. I feel like when I start telling stories on the tee box or talking, my game goes out the window <laughs> even even more so than than uh, out, uh, it, out the window it is. So I was curious, like, are you? Do you do a lot of golf uh, relationships within your work or you're doing a lot of tournaments in a season, that type of thing, or, or mostly just playing with the buddies and, and not in, involving golf in your work life? Uh, pretty much. I feel like golf's a huge part of my life. I love, I love meeting new people through golf. I love talking with people. I love spending four hours with someone. You get to know them pretty well. And some days you play around with golf with someone, you become friends for life. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. whether it be work life or play with Corey Connors or play with my friends that just started golfing and they just want to learn how to grip the club properly. Or even today with my girlfriend, like watching her melt an eight iron for once in her life. And she's like, Oh, that felt a little different. Now I know right. it feels like they hit a real golf club. So <laughs> right. golf means a lot to me. And uh, I feel like this year was the stepping stone for sure. Cause I feel like 80% of my friends want to golf would like to go golfing or picked up a set this year. So for sure, for sure. Do you have any tips for us guys uh, trying to teach our girlfriends or wives uh, <laughs> this year? Or, you know, I know my uh, fiance has uh, been trying to learn for the last few years and she's, she's enjoying it, but she gets frustrated like anyone else. And, and it's just getting out there and practicing, but uh, any tips for them? No, but I've been seeing, even with Corey Connors there, he he never swung 100%, and he made solid contact. Mm-hmm. Always makes solid contact, never swing 100%. That's kind of 
the dumbest thing you can say because everyone tries to hit it as hard as they yeah, can. Yeah, I was going right? to say, what about swinging 110%? Yeah, like, <laughs> one, like Bryson, 140%, right? So yeah, there's so much uh, YouTube stuff out there. Like I've, I've met a couple of buddies that never picked up a game. And when I actually help them and try to like teach them things, they understand what I'm saying because of YouTube or Rick Shields on YouTube, right? So right. Um, if you really like the game, it's so easy to pull up YouTube or any other app and they can pretty much assist you on posture setup. Uh, people have videos. So they take a video of your swing. Like you probably seen your swing for the first time with Colwyn and that probably changed your life. Right. To actually see what you're doing mm-hmm. and what it feels like and what it looks like. So exactly. Yeah. Only tips I can give is not swing 100% and make solid contact because the ball will go farther if you make solid contact. <laughs> Those are some good tips, I think. Yeah, it's almost like seeing yourself skating in hockey because, or seeing yourself walking. Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah. I look fucking ridiculous. Yeah, oh, 100%. But you're just you're normal to everyone else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was always I like with, with Mike, it's like every time I see a swing, it's like, man, that is, that is a really good swing, but it would always go right. Yeah. Yeah. Look good. Yeah. Look good. Yeah. Felt good. Yeah. And then end up that good. Yeah. Right. Look good, feel good, play mediocre. Yeah. That's yeah. that's yeah. the pass that's through I think for, so of every episode, but it is it is amazing how much information you can find online, but I still find that chatting with folks, uh, whether it be yourself, Colwyn, uh, Sandy, uh, Pete, or some of the people who are really good at the game, it can really go a, a long way. Uh, it's really just trying to make yourself a good student because even for me, I would just go out there and just try and swing and be one of the guys and not really try and think about it too much. Yeah. And now this year that I've actually taken some of that instruction and trying to put it, put it into practice, I haven't played all that much this year. Uh, I'm seeing it on the golf course turn out uh, in my favor, which has been yeah awesome. So it's, it's worth it. Even like my brother, I think he was a, he played his first round. He picked up golf because of COVID. Uh, There's nothing else to do. So he, picked it up and he played his first round, I think ever yesterday, like first full round. And he was like 25 over. So that's like, that's, wow. that's pretty so he's good. Making, he's, he's getting the ball off the ground. Yeah, like every yeah, time making exactly. contact. No, he almost, really he almost made par, almost made par. I think on hole number six at the bone, the, yeah. uh, what the 300 yard par four and he almost made par. Wow. So that's pretty good. Doesn't, doesn't surprise me. Just a natural athlete like yourself. Well, yeah, JR. exactly. Yeah. He was, he was a big, he was a big basketball guy. I remember okay. I was I was away and uh, for for a few years I came back and watched one of his basketball games at the UW. He was playing in high school at the time, and he was just like throwing down dunks. I'm like oh. I never I didn't know you could dunk, <laughs> let alone like <laughs> do what you're oh. doing on the golf uh, on the golf course now. So oh. uh, it's no, pretty yeah, awesome. Some people just have some ability, right? Some people yeah. can pick it up and just be good at it. So yeah, yeah. So fuck those people. Yeah. Soon, soon, uh, soon your brother's going to be dunking those chips into the cup yeah, from, from, uh, 30 yards out. I'm not going to play with them. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be too good. I have to play with shitty people. Um, sorry, Mike, I guess because we yeah. play together a lot. I guess, I guess I'm a shitty person. <laughs> well, what, uh, do you have anything else in Mike? That sounds like a great segue to get into the back nine lightning round. I think so. Let's okay. wrap this up really quick, JR. I don't, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the back nine lighting round is driven by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park, where you can improve your ride and your drive. You can purchase a newer used vehicle from the former amateur champ. And not only will you have better wheels, you'll also get to go for a round of golf with him at Breezy Bend as soon as these restrictions uh, let up. You can check them out. The dealership is still open, winnipegdodge.com com they're different go check them out go check them go get a big truck those new <laughs> yeah i need new, a new car i need a new car there too, you go so. we'll, you'll go, hook you up yeah go see them my car has, see. my car is three hundred fifty thousand holy shit nice. yeah, <laughs> yeah you are in yeah. desperate need yeah i love my toyota it still works still gives me oh, the yeah. that's a, what <laughs> kind of uh kind of fine automobile uh 2004 toyota matrix Nice. Yeah. So hopefully, I think the engine's still good. Uh, put some parts into it. So maybe, maybe I'll be seeing Jamie in a couple of years. But nice. I'm driving yeah, this happy thing until you. until it falls yeah. apart. So <laughs> drive it till it dies. Yeah. 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 That's Amen. My <laughs> or in my case, the body of my Nissan uh, rusted <laughs> off. So uh, I had to had to I get. Don't have, I don't have that much rust, so I, I'm That's pretty good. lucky. So. That's good. 
But uh, yeah, back nine lightning round. I don't know. Have you studied for this? Uh, Noah? Yeah, yeah. Create economies. Uh, favorite golf courses you'll play. Exactly. Uh, okay. Exactly. Don't take the, don't take Mike's thunder. All right. <laughs> easy, easy. He, uh, he asked the question. <laughs> I listen to the podcast pretty yeah. good. So yeah. I know no free ads. Yeah. Start uh, your own podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so first one uh, here, let's kick it off. Have you ever got a hole in one? I, I don't like talking about it cause I don't like tooting my horn, but I have three hole in ones. Three. Wow. Oh. Three hole in ones. The first one was at Selkirk. How old were uh, you? I must have been like 14, 150 wow. yards. Second one was with Peter Takis. <laughs> Shout Peter out to Takis Peter. Fantasy <laughs> Lake. Yeah, Fantasy <laughs> Lake. I think it was the first round of the year. It was March 30th, something stupid like that, 130 yards. And then last year, October 15th, number seven at Pine Ridge. Nice. But what's more impressive than my uh, home ones, this is a humble brag, humble flex. I have two albatrosses. Whoa. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah, Both are, at Pine Ridge? One at Pine Ridge from 250 yards Whoa. on Jeez. hole four. And then the other one was like, I think a, it was straight down the windows at eight iron from 190 at uh, Casino Falls in Iowa, a U of M tournament. Wow. The coaches watched it go in, which is awesome. Oh, that's perfect. And then I proceed to like, I think I shot over par that day after having an albatross and eagle and like a birdie. It was fucked. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever do you ever get back to the Selkirk course there? I've never been to the uh, Selkirk Golf. Oh, Selkirk's unbelievable. Club, I haven't been there uh, in a while. Uh, well, in a while, meaning this year. I played there last year for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love Selkirk. I love, uh, hate their driving range. But I love the golf course. I love the 18th green. I love I love playing with the boys there for, for sure. sure. Nice yeah, shout out to, to you the guys, driving you range. Have to, you have to get out there for sure. If you've <laughs> never been there, it's a it's a hidden gem for sure. Yeah, we'll skip yeah. the driving range as we usually do, and we'll just head out in the course. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, skip the putting green too. <laughs> uh, so next one here, what is your preferred golf ball brand or model of golf ball believe believe it or not i'm torn between the tp5x and the pro v1 right now i don't know which mm. one's better i still have a mixed bag right now i still have some u of m old golf balls and then uh my buddy at pine ridge is the tailor-made tech rep so i got some x's from him but i don't know which one's better so rotate mm. i don't see a difference really <laughs> nice <laughs> What, uh, what, what does the X mean? I always curious. I think there's like so, a dimple size, right? Or, uh, I think that pro V it's a, the TP five X is the lower spinning ball, lower flighting, lower spinning ball. I'm pretty sure. And then the pro V one is the same lower flighted, lower spinning for, I guess, better players, uh, right. whatever. I don't know what the difference I, is. It probably makes no difference to yeah. me, but I'm always like, which one do I like better? Yeah. And uh, yeah. Whatever you shoot lower scores with, yeah. this one's like better. Yeah. <laughs> whatever goes in the hole easiest. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or stays out of the bush. Yeah, yeah that's a big one too. <laughs> so uh, next one here, obviously you're, uh, you're a member of Pine Ridge, but uh, what is your favorite course in Manitoba? Oh, 100% Pine Ridge. No Pine doubt Ridge. about it. Yeah, no close second. I'm surprised you didn't say Elmhurst. Yeah. <laughs> Elmhurst is definitely second, though. Elmhurst is definitely, I love Elmhurst. I love the boys at Elmhurst. I love the golf course at Elmhurst. Uh, I love Elmhurst also. It's also close to Pine Ridge, so I just kind of nice. waddle over there sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so is there a bucket list course in Manitoba that you've never played, but you'd like uh, to get yeah. onto? This year, for sure, I want to play uh, Falcon. Everyone oh, says yeah. Falcon, Falcon this one. Play it from yeah. the tips. Yeah, that's what they said. It's the mm -hmm. purest golf course, hardest golf course from the tips. Pinawa, never played there. Mm -hmm. uh, there's probably a couple others I haven't played, but I pretty much play all the premier golf courses in Manitoba. Played Hecla last year for the first time. Good on you. Um, nice San shout out to Sandy Kurseba up at yeah. uh, Lakeview Hecla. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, when he was the pro at Falcon because he's legendary out of Falcon because he was there for quite yeah. some time, did a lot of trick shot shows. And he still knew who I was because I worked for him for a bit. But I remember pulling up to the clubhouse and this was in my early 20s. So we just played golf to get drunk. Um, and I mean, sometimes you still do. But <laughs> he was pulling up to the course and as I was pulling the clubs out of my trunk, about six beers just fell out of my bag. <laughs> but I was kind of like, hey, it's all right, Sandy. I'll still buy 
from you. Don't worry. I'll buy the other six from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm slamming 12, but I'll buy the other six from <laughs> yeah. you. Don't worry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of our playing partners, uh, Chaos McDougal, he lost a club oh, and yeah. a tree that round on the 18th oh, wow. hole in front of everyone that was on the patio and in the restaurant. He got pissed through his club, ended up in a tree, couldn't get it down. Wow. Uh, former uh, former greenskeeper at the bone. He was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, former roommate of mine as well. Wow. Shout out to him. And uh, so you're, you've obviously traveled a little bit in the, in the U S and across Canada for golf and probably for other reasons. So what would be the most memorable course that you've ever played oh, in def- your opinion? Definitely PGA national where the Honda oh, classic is. Yeah, very nice. for sure. TV doesn't do justice on how much water it is. And the, the bear trap there for sure. Like you, you, well, you had to stand on the tee from the tips to really see how small that green is. It looks like you're hitting into an ocean with a pin. TV doesn't <laughs> again do justice. But I, again, I need to. I feel like I need to golf on way more better golf courses. Like I have a buddy at Pine Ridge and Club Champ, Ryan Turdick. He's played Oakmont, Bethpage Black, Spyglass Pebble, like all, all the premier golf courses and some of those golf courses where you can't get on. Like Oakmont, he got lucky and hmm. met some guy at the bar and his apparently the guy at the bar's uncle or grandpa's <laughs> statues on Oakmont. Like, like, what the hell? I mean, how do you get onto the, Yeah, it's like, how do you get into that? Like some of those golf courses you can't get onto even if you wanted to, right? So did he, did he by chance yeah. have a world elite MasterCard? No, he's not. Uh, he's not that rich. He's, he's an accountant. He's doing well, but he's he just got lucky yeah. that day. And he's an unbelievable golfer too. He kicks my ass every day. So, uh, how did you get onto the national? Uh, was that uh, just through competition or? Yeah, so I got onto PJ National. I won some junior golf tournament back in the day, and they invited us out there. So it was really sick to go out there. Nice. Um, yeah, that place was unbelievable. I think I golf with. Uh, David Ledbetter's like stepson, son, something nice. like that. that was kind of <laughs> different world, different world out there, right? Yeah, different for level sure. of money out there. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, you named a few there, but what would be your bucket list course anywhere in the world? Uh, there's, it's a, it's a huge list for sure. Like, <laughs> what's your top? To, give me a top three. I don't want to say Augusta because that's so cliche, but. Uh, there's so many. I would like to love to play Beth Page Black from the tips. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go to Wisconsin with Colwyn and play all yeah. those golf courses that yeah. no one knows about. Uh, I went to, yeah, I was in San Diego and I didn't even have my clubs and we walked Torrey Pines, like the park. Oh, wow. It was a terrible time for me. I'm just, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to the walk of you know, yeah. the hike. Fuck the hike. I was like looking over at the South course. Right. So right. Yeah, I didn't have my clubs. I really pissed off with that. Uh, just, just too many. There's honestly too many. If I could play any any golf course on the PGA Tour that hosts a PGA Tour event, I'd love to play. If I could ever do that, that'd be the bucket list life, I guess. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, obviously you've shot some pretty low rounds. So uh, what is your career low round? Uh, 65 at Pine Ridge from the tips. Wow. With a double on 18. Oh, oh yeah, I was I was I was shaking on eighteen. I couldn't cut it. I had yeah, I had MS around the greens. I just couldn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> was that uh, recently or no, it was a couple, uh, couple of years ago when I was in university? And then uh, our flagship question here: the back nine lightning round, brought to you by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. Go check them out: winnipegdodge.com. And uh, so don't be afraid to think outside the box on this one. Uh, There are no wrong answers. What is your favorite condiment? um, I've been loving hot sauce lately, so it's got to be sriracha lately. Sriracha. I actually switched Mm. it up to Frank's, and I was actually Mm -hmm. cutting up the chili peppers at one point. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't spicy enough. Yeah, sriracha is kind of like too too sugary for me almost at one point. Yeah. Mm. That's after frying your taste buds. For sure. 
I really enjoy the uh, Valentinos. Valentinos again. It's the the spice level is probably not where sriracha is, but the flavor is uh, exactly. Is that a taco? No, it's not. Taco. I think so. Yeah, Mexican. Yeah, yep. uh, yeah. but uh, oh, good. Big hot sauce lover. Big hot, hot sauce, sauce guy. Yeah, yeah. Jr. I do got one more here yeah, for Noel. He had mentioned earlier, and uh, so I wanted to know: Do you got any questions for us? I'm pretty sure I was listening to the podcast one time and JR said he was in radio before. Oh yeah. I never, never really elaborated on that or did yeah. I not listen to the podcast properly? No, no I, uh, I, uh, I was, yeah, for a decade. So okay. I was here, I was in Halifax uh, and I was in Calgary. So I did the loop. Like a radio station or? Yeah, did a radio station. Yeah. For all of them was the radio station company that moved me around the country. I was mainly in uh, promotions and marketing, but I did a lot of on-air stuff as well and some engineering and uh, some sales as well. So I did a little bit of everything. Yeah. No, yeah, because I, when I started the, uh, when I listened to the podcast, I'm like, this guy sounds pretty good. It sounds like he knows what he's talking about, and you guys do some good research. So that's well, why I'm, yeah. so I'm a big fan, right? <laughs> Mike, so I Mike does to the research. Them. Yeah, Mike's the research yeah. guy. I got the pipes and that's about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, we, and we shoot it's, about the same on the golf course. So that's yeah. how it all came together. <laughs> well, we actually, funny enough, uh, we emceed our fashion show in high school together. Okay. So that's where this all started. That's where yeah. the dynamics start. Oh, I'd, lo- I'd love to see a video of that. You, oh, guys, you guys definitely had a, it's got to be so good. <laughs> Probably. I'm sure we can pull that up in uh, 30 seconds. <laughs> we won't, we won't. Maybe, uh, maybe when we get to our uh, 100th episode, we yeah. can, we can put that out there. But yeah, no, it's been certainly a, a fun few uh, months here just talking about golf and, uh, and just hearing people's stories about golf mm-hmm. on the prairies and asking them uh, questions about golf and, and asking them questions and condiments. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's been fun. All right. Any other no, questions I, I, for us? No, I, I want to thank you guys for having me on. And I wish this was the whole point of this is I wanted to be mm-hmm. at the Cinnaboyne on the, on the, on the 18th hole, right? On the ninth yeah. hole there, yeah, drink we'll, a couple of beers and yapping. Yeah. We'll get you the, out uh, for a club championship weekend. I know you're pretty psyched about that. You can see the guys maybe camping <laughs> out on the, on, on Deer the, Lodge yeah, there. Deer, Deer yeah. Lodge. <laughs> you can wake them up. It is That's a, hilarious. Ooh, I don't well, know. When's usually a club champ? You guys have it in August? Uh, no, it's usually July. Uh, I think Early, it's usually yeah, end July? of end of end of July. Yeah. So I don't know oh, if okay. uh, Pine Ridge Club Championships gets uh, as rowdy as the Bones oh, Club we, Championship. We get okay. We're, we're not we're not like naked on the ninth hole. We're not sleeping, <laughs> we're not sleeping at Deer Lodge either. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm sure Cinnaboy. I I'm sure Cinnaboy is a little bit more crazy than the Ridge. Yeah, <laughs> it was quite the experience growing up as a. 12 year old, very, oh, I'd love to be where I love working at the golf course. Like everyone has great stories from working on the golf course, but I could never imagine if I worked at a Cinnaboyne, the shit I'd see there is probably unbelievable. Right. Yeah. It uh, never leaves your memory. Yeah. I'm yeah. scarred for life. That's why you have a podcast, right? You right, got to exactly. just recreate, you got to let the people know how fun it was. Yeah. Well, right. I was 15 years old and I realized, wow, I'm never going to grow up. <laughs> I mean, we're working, working with 40 year olds, 50 year olds, 60 year olds, and one of them shirtless on the putting green, firing driver down the ninth hole while people were coming up the ninth hole because he was just shit faced. So yeah, great time. Uh, great times at the bone. Yeah. But Absolutely. you know, they're really nice people over great there. People, and, great uh, members. And it's, a, and it's a great course too. You know, it really uh, challenge your skills. So uh, shout out to them for being our friends. <laughs> Still being our friends, yeah. They started following us on Facebook, so thanks, Cinnaboyne <laughs> Golf Club. We appreciate the follow. Hey, that's the other thing I wanted to touch on for our listeners. Uh, go go find us on Twitter at 18 over par pod. Mm-hmm. Find us on Instagram, 18 over par pod. Find us on Facebook, 18 over par podcast or par. <laughs> Something. We don't know. <laughs> We're very bad at promoting our own yeah, show. And then uh, MySpace. Get us on MySpace if that's still around. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But, uh, anyway, Noel, thank you so much uh, for joining the show. You're going to get yourself uh, an eight inch custom cake from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs, DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park and the food court, DQ Niverville and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can follow them on Instagram. We know their handle. It's at DQ Manitoba. And also Jamie Wilkie. Love you, bud. Thank you so much for uh, driving our show. You can go check them out at the new Winnipeg Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in the Point West Auto Park, WinnipegDodge.com. Thanks so much again. You have yourself a wonderful night. 
And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. You're late for your tea time, as per usual. It's 12-12, but you wouldn't know. The clock in your piece-of-shit ride just blinks eights at you. It's embarrassing. You find the parking stall the farthest away from the clubhouse. It can't be seen in your shitbox. You know you're going to play awful because you feel awful. Your car doesn't match that swagger buried deep down inside. That golfing champion waiting to be unleashed. Ding. Your bumper hits the concrete as you accidentally sit on it while putting on your golf shoes. You smile. Because tomorrow, you're going to see Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. The front doors will open like the Azalea Line gates at Augusta. You'll ask for the best-looking guy there. You'll find the former amateur champ, Jamie Wilkie, staring back at you. You hand over your money. Your new ride glistens as it pulls out of the dealership. Then Jamie approaches and whispers in your ear, Son, next week, I'm taking you golfing at Breezy Bend. I'll show you a thing or two. You smile again, as now your golf game will look and feel as good as your new ride. Improve your ride and your drive with Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. WinnipegDodge.com JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in, food, in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats.